ladies and gents, uh, we are here, the Energy Captains uh, in Tampa Bay again, finally, um, with Whitney Holtzman. Whitney, are we are we glad to be back here in Tampa? I love when we're in the same place and in our <laughs> happy place. Yeah, yeah. Whitney always says that I will retire here. I, she, like, she says die here, but like I don't want. I don't like saying. <laughs> This is your home now. This is my home now, even though though I'm from California. And I think our guest today, Drew Ferris, um, really likes Tampa as well. Drew, what are your feelings on the 813? Oh, the 813. Love it here. Mm -hmm. Love it here. Um, I back and forth, you know, a couple times. And, you know, that's pretty rare for me to come back to a city where just I've had to leave or go and come and go. So um, I love it here. I feel at home here. The people here are amazing. Yeah. Um, You know, Going to UF is only a couple hours on the road, and so I'm used to the weather. So Tampa is like a second home to me. So yeah. What are your favorite parts of the city? Like two or three things that like really stick with you when you leave. Like what do you love about it? I love I love you know what I love I love driving down Bayshore. Yeah, like it's just such a vibe. Like Mm -hmm. in California, people are fast drivers. You know, trying to get point A to point B. And then when I drive down Bayshore, like I I don't feel any need to speed Mm -hmm. or any need to go fast. Or if a car's going slow in front of me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I don't need to pass them up. You know, quality of life. Yeah, it's not like PCH in California. We're both from California, (laughs) so PCH. I mean, it's either jam packed. People are hustling out there. If people are hustling out there, Whitney Whitney hates California. (laughs) She hates our home state. You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't blame them, you know. I, I love it there, but, you know, a lot of people, when they say California, they've never been to San Diego. Right. So that's different. Well, you haven't invited us. Well, it's always open. Invitation's always open. Yeah, <laughs> always yeah. And when you drive down Bayshore, do you wave at my house? Because I just haven't seen, so I didn't know. You know, I, no, I have not. Yeah. <laughs> I just, have you seen her apartment yet? Have you been I there? I have not. Oh, okay. So next time, I'll, I'll take them by there, and we'll, okay. we'll wave we'll wave at your, <laughs> at, your, at your apartment. Beautiful spot right by the ship. Uh, you should see um I'm pretty sure that's race. after that is how you end up ended up buying a house because you came to you were thinking about like making a real estate investment and i was like just come see my apartment mm-hmm. we stood on the balcony and like overlooked the water and you were like i think right here would be good <laughs> and then yeah. i was like, a realtor and bought a house and so and you helped she helped me cultivate that house and yeah yeah right by Bayshore, right by the you base you got to see right. the house drew this time y- yes yesterday okay. what did you think of like the decorating the day de- <laughs> <laughs> well, I recognized his furniture that he had in mm-hmm. there um, mm-hmm. from his apartment, and no, I thought. I mean, I didn't. I didn't go to the top floor. I just went to the, mm-hmm. the, the first two. It's first fine. Two. I only touched the first two. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But no, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, I, you know, I'm a guy, so okay. dudes, you know, they the standard the, the the standard for interior design is low for us. I mean, I don't know. It's nice. I I thought it was homey and nice. Yeah, comfy couch. He, he went, Do you so feel like he needs an upgrade or something? Is that what? No, it, after the no, workout, I decorated it. Yeah, oh, no, it's yeah. nice. I like it. So like the interior, like the floor, yes, easily. <laughs> so like the floors, the wall. I mean, you know, she picked all the designs out. Um, I had some ugly colors, and she was like, "Look, so ugly." Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> how'd you describe it? Like coffee and what milk combined? Like, <laughs> okay. So the story is that after training camp last mm-hmm. year, it's been exactly a year. You were like the. People who are putting the tile in my house um, are going to be at the house. They want me to pick a tile. Can you come over and help me decide on one? And I was like, sure, no problem. And so, you know, came over and you're like, this is the one I picked out. And I think I like choked on my, it was so ugly. It was like you were building a dungeon. And then the, it was like, it looked like when you have like milk and you put pour hot chocolate, it was like gray and speckled. And you have this like bright, beautiful open house. And then the paint color you had picked was bad the carpet was bad i just wiped it all clean and made some new executive decisions and then also then you left and you said i'm going to be gone for nine days can you oversee the renovation and they would call <laughs> they would call and say like the toilet's leaking and i'd say i do marketing when we're in tennessee so, yeah oh, okay. so i was like whatever you do is probably closer to knowing how to turn off 
this water and not flood the house than what I do. So like, please try and figure it out. So it's a miracle. The house is still standing. And then we moved on to the furniture and we had some couch debacles. They had canceled the order. It was delayed. And then they were going to deliver it, and you weren't home again, so I came only to the couch. <laughs> so it's pretty much my people are like, do you like the house? I'm like, yeah, I decorated my dream house. Right, right. <laughs> you know, she did a great job. I mean, I, when Drew came in, he, I mean, we came from a workout, so he laid right on the couch. So next time he comes in, I'll, I'll, I'll show him okay. exactly your pieces and, and everything, which is yeah, the whole he, house. He right. had, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you already showed Spin it. Spin around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he had to rest up to be an energy captain. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, for coming through and gracing us with your presence, my guy. Oh, thank Florida you. Gator, and I know you said you came, you came to Tampa, come to Tampa before, right? Um, mm-hmm. You had a uh, what, what? What game was it when you guys your bowl game? You all came out of Tampa or oh, here. in college, in college, yes. Yep. Uh, my my red shirt, well, my red shirt year in college, mm-hmm. 2010. It was Urban Meyer's last game at Florida, and it was oh, wow. Joe Paterno's last game at Penn State. Oh yeah, man! So yeah, so uh, I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to try to go. I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ooh, I, I was like young, young and dumb and like didn't know I, I was, it was just my first year of football and in college so I was like oh, I'm going to try to go shake Joe Paterno's hand after the game and there was like six security guards around there's no way I was going <laughs> to oh, touch him wow. so, went to jail yeah right exactly I was like oh, I want to meet Joe Paterno but that didn't happen it was just cool kind of seeing him in person and uh, mm-hmm. yeah that was in, that was at Ray J that was in Raymond James and then um, you know seven, seven years eight years later down the road I'm you know, had the training camp experience in Tampa Bay. So, did you know you were going to love Tampa as much as you did ahead of time, or it was really that experience that made you like the city? <laughs> I had no idea. You know, we spent uh, the Outback Bowl. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. We, we're uh, we practiced at uh, Tampa U- UT. UT. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they didn't have a football team. So um, we just used their fields. yeah their their soccer field or stadium or something like that so yeah. I, I didn't really get to i was 18 i didn't get to go out and like i didn't have my own car like you know uber wasn't around back then so like i didn't go out and experience the city or anything like that but um i thought i just thought it was you know it was similar to san diego tampa is very similar to san diego in mm-hmm. terms of like uh, the size of the city and the people and the you know and the genuine genuine people here so mm-hmm. Um, it's not super materialistic, you know, in cer- certain aspects of it. So uh, it just it reminds me of home a lot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you? What city do you like better, or are they just different? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she should not buy you over <laughs> too. Jeez. I, well, you know, I gotta say, true to SD, you yeah. know, just that's home. Yeah, it's home. It's home, and um, it's 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 just the only reason why I like it more is just there's no humidity. You know? Right, so right. That's where the heart is too. You yeah, it's where the heart. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I got family up and down the coast, and. Um, you know, all my fr- a lot of friends are still there. They come and go. So, um, you know, but I, at this point in my life, I would love to live in Tampa, like yeah. right now. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. But we'll see. Yeah, and we we met we met out here in Tampa Buccaneers training camp. Oh, right. actually OTAs really. Yes, yeah, so we started in April off season program leading OTAs and training camp. Yeah. I'm always confused how like football players become friends. Like, do you just start talking? So, you- so so really, what it was is you know me. I'm so I'm a free agent, right? And I know Drew. Drew's a free agent as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you're a free agent um, and you come into a locker room and all the expectations are for you to to fail, really, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the first day, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're going to get up out of here the first day. Right. And we had an opportunity to go through OTA training camp, and that was awesome. And with, with Drew, right, like it was like a Saturday or, you know, like a Thursday, and um, he just got in town, got in town, and he's like, he's the new guy on the block, mm-hmm. you know? And I know what it's like to to be to be the new, new guy on the block. And, um, you know, I was like, yo, like, uh, you know, I had this. Oh, excuse me. Um, I have my, my stomach is growling. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah he's a new guy on the block mm-hmm. and i was like yo like let's let's figure this out right like let's go out this weekend let's you know let's check out the scene i know it's the first time being out here um and actually drew was um on our our cryo chronicles as well That's so right. I, I will go live yeah, we we're both big in cryo mm-hmm. and then right cam noticed i was new and our our lockers were right near each other because the specialists were right near the, the um Linebacker. the linebackers yep. right so then he was like yeah like what's your number we'll go out i was like i was like it was like a Oh, okay. Like I was right. really so caught off guard. I was because not that I didn't expect anybody to kind of reach out and like say, well, you know, what are you doing? Because so, I, I had I did OTAs and a week of training camp with the Seahawks for years ago, and it wasn't nobody really did that like right away. You know, yeah, so, everyone's wrapped up in their own world. Right, like during the week I'd see him, and then weekend it'd be like crickets. You know, and, right. I, and it was okay. I wasn't offended at all, but I didn't hang, really hang out with anybody on the weekends, right? Or get to know somebody outside of football, like I'm like a. I got to know Cam, so it was pretty refreshing and it was cool. So we had a lot to relate about and talk about. So, yeah, here we are today. Yeah, and that happened to me too when I came to the Buccaneers, right? I came like, uh, I think it was like 2017 or 16, um, in a week, week two, really against the Rams. And, you know, I'm fresh on the block. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to talk to nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I got to grind and get, make, get my spot. Um, and, you know, I didn't really go out with people like that. I had to figure out my way. Um, thankfully, one of my teammates from college, Jeremy Wilkes, was out here. So I got to lean on him for that. Um, but I know how it is. Like, right. like you're on an island, really. And mm-hmm. I was Drew a few years ago. So I was like, all right, let's, let's get it in, bro. Like, um, you know, we're on the crowd chronicles. Let's let's hop outside right. and, and figure life outside of football because it's right. bigger than that. And like you said, now True. we're here training, we're here. vibing up. And right. I would think you would play better with your team if you feel more of a part of it. True. But the thing about that is during the months of from January to September, for example, like, you know, the roster expands to 90. Right. And a lot of guys who are veteran guys who are, who are there in the locker room who who maybe were drafted high or have been there for a long time, they see guys come and go all the time. So, mm-hmm. like, to see me come in the locker room, they're like, oh, well, you know, how long why is he going to invest? Well, yeah. yeah, how I invest your time and energy and effort to get to know somebody when they could be gone tomorrow. So, and I don't blame them for that at all. It's just how the business is. So, like, you know, there's certain guys in the locker room that, like, looking over their shoulder every day, like, okay, am I going to get tapped on the shoulder? You know, and then there's other guys that, you know, they know they're going to make the team and everything. They're high-profile players, so they don't – experience that so they don't know what that's like so and not to say that those aren't good guys and the good people i definitely have good relationships with those type of guys but there's you know the nfl is like a revolving door with about 60 to 70 percent of the guys on the team so um that's kind of how the environment is like that so uh the team i guess you call it the team team after those final cuts it's like okay that's ship is set sail this is who we're you know going to war with and obviously there's some adjustments during the season if need be or whatever, but um, that's just the nature of the business, you know, so. Yeah, and you never know you never know who you're going to run into, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of guys, a lot of specialists that I know that I've run into at the Rams or whatever that he, that Drew knows as well, um, mm-hmm. even college teammates. So Drew played at the AAF, um, and we can dive into that in a minute. Right. But one of my um, one of my teammates, Andrew Tiller, he played offensive line there. Right. And so Drew played with them at the AAF in Orlando, and they get to send me a picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, we're, we're vibing, we're chopping it up. So right. um, you just really never know. That was my, my outlook is you never know. Um, who knows who and uh, we were working out dude we were doing like trap bar deadlifts the other day I was like yo like um, you have to treat people great we were talking about this story because you never know where they're going to be and how, how they're going to affect your life or other people's lives True. so um, you almost you also must have seen something in Drew because you're you know you're super friendly but there yeah. was a reason that you approached him and befriended him yeah yeah because I could tell like he was like he was like me he was, we were looking for that friendship like mm-hmm. that that bond and I was like okay like let's get it going and it was funny because I you know he gave me his number and I was like yo 
yo, let's go out this weekend. And I don't think he expected to go out. You know what I mean? Or like for me to hit his lineup. You yeah. know? Yeah. He but, didn't think a linebacker was gonna ask him out. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was oh, like, man. nah, like we ain't we ain't finna do this. Like he just blowing, he blowing smoke. But I was like, nah, bro, like let's get it. Yeah, and I think I, I, I was caught off guard a little bit too. Yeah, and yeah. the first night we went out, I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, yeah, you know, fun. we got we got you know people in front of Drew, like you know some of my friends, and you know, of course, I've been here for three three years now with the Buccaneers, so I know some of the cheerleaders. So getting them right. around Drew, and he was like, yeah, we, <laughs> we in the game. And, no and, wonder he loves Tampa. Yeah, all right. I always come back for some reason. Yeah, yeah but no, fortunately, um, so he met a UF alum out here as well that, you know, he when he comes out to Florida, I mean, come out to Tampa, he stays with. Oh, right, right. Through, no, through right. the cheerleaders, you know what I mean? Right. Through that network of people. So right. um, you just never know, you know, what's going to come out of things. And it's so it's, it's it's benefited, um, you know, both of us really because we've been mm-hmm. rocking out. And like I said, he's, he's here now. So. Well, it sounds like mm-hmm. Cam's a big reason why you like Tampa and kind of true I mean he world. started it all you know he introduced me to a lot of people and created relationships I mean introduced me to you as well so yeah. best thing he ever did yeah right so, <laughs> yeah. I know your work uh, here is done yeah right <laughs> so no I'm, I'm you know very appreciative of Cam and everything taking me under his wing and showing me around and introducing me to people um you know I went to UF but it's been it was before years since I've, since I've been here so um you know, coming back and just getting my feet planted and getting to know people was nice. So no, I, I love it here. The people here are great. The weather's great. I, I've gotten used to the humidity. The humidity's not bad. Um, you know, so I, I love it here. Yeah, and we met at we met at Ava, an Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and that's when Whitney's whole family was there, and I brought Drew. Um, and and <laughs> you described a moment where you like, yo, like. I was sitting at the end of the table, and then Drew ended up sitting in front of Whitney's mom and your dad, like chopping it up. And <laughs> what, I mean, what were y'all talking about then at the table? Well, I, you have to ask Drew because yeah. by the end of it, I think he was closer with my parents <laughs> than I was. But I mean, to set the scene, you hadn't even met my family yet. What happened was we just had started to work together, and I said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with you. It would be great. My parents got to meet you and knew who mm. this person was because everyone in my life is. Family, like if you make the cut, your family. So, and th- my friends know my parents, and you know are super close with them, and that's just how it has to be for mm-hmm. me to be okay with it. And so I was like, okay, you're in my life, like you have to know these people who are so important to me. And for them, it would be great if you need anything, parents, anything here. You have this house, you have a second family. It'd be great if you got to know them, so you felt comfortable reaching out. So we set up a dinner. My brother was in town, and I thought it was just going to be the five of us going to dinner <laughs> and then Mardi Gras walked in Cam brought f- the entire Bucks roster he was like this is my child this is the nurse who delivered me at the hospital this <laughs> yeah. woman once sold me a Slurpee I mean, like, <laughs> yeah my high school friend was in town too yeah. at that moment so yeah like you said Mardi Gras the whole like, squad you know we made a reservation for like five people right <laughs> so anyway but it was it was great and that's what's great about you is that you're super inclusive mm-hmm. and you introduce a lot of people and so that's how I got to meet Drew and I think you ended up sitting like across from my mom yeah uh, yeah it, it was it was fun we you know we're both Jewish and so the, <laughs> no, I say, <laughs> no I say that I say that because Jewish geography is really small like yeah. you know so like at the AAF game this year my parents were there and my aunt Debbie was there mm-hmm. uh, and she like your mom knew they had mutual friends they yeah it was like right? our relatives we're from the same small suburb yeah, in Chicago. Right. Whoa. And they knew some of the same people. So like that's why you And know, we, we went to dinner without Drew. Like Drew wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. 
Drew was like, here, you should yeah. text my mom. And we yeah, they didn't even, my, she hasn't even met my parents yet. I just said, oh, mom, you're going to get along with Whitney great. I was like, just, just, just here, go. Yeah, what just made go. you just, <laughs> just go? Just go. <laughs> I was like, I want you to meet her parents. I want you to meet her. Like, she's great people. So, and then my family decided to come in for the game in town. Or my Aunt Debbie and Lisa came in. It was so. the whole family tree. Yeah, it was, yeah, my my mom's from the Midwest. She's from Illinois. Her, your mom's from Illinois. Yeah. Um, so I said, they're bound to know some of the same people. So like, through, yes, yeah, true enough, you know, they know some of the same people. So. I like I always like to connect good people with good people so mm. just how you do so um you know something we have in common but yeah I, it was fun it was fun well and the other weird thing is like there were all these like weird commonalities and one of them was um my mom's sister who had passed away who was like a second mom to me and so important in my life she's like all throughout my book was named Francie which is such mm. a rare name and that yeah, it's was, mother uh, name of my grandmother my mom's whoa. mom yeah oh wow who passed away a couple years ago and um, she had written a book to and the I, angels yeah and angels, right. played a big role in your life, right? Yeah, huge role, huge role in my life. Yeah, my grand, we call her Granny Franny. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Granny Franny. Granny Franny, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's glad to be here. I love being here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say it enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and I know, too, right, like, you had your, your stint as well at the, with the AAF mm-hmm. in, in Orlando. So um, just, let's just, just dive into your journey, you know, the yeah. football journey. And I would say, like, I like take us back to, like, the beginning. So, like, who were you even before you started playing football? Like, who was Drew Ferris uh, as yeah, a person? Yeah. Right, so I, I grew up, I think I've said this a lot to you guys, huge football fan, you know. Um, I was, I was, uh, an athletic kid, but I was or a coordinated kid, but I was never the fastest, never the strongest, you know, um, probably, you know, just love sports. You know, I love, I love sports. Um, and uh, as a kid, yeah, I just was, I was into, you Stats. know, Pokemon and, and Dragon Ball Z. Oh, me too now. Yeah. I was too. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. Just, <laughs> Don't worry, Cam right. still chases Pokemon yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I still got, I got my Pokemon cards on yeah. deck in Atlanta. Right, so right. I mean, I was like a sensitive kid, you know, just, I, I, just a uh, friend, friendly, you know, outgoing kid. Um, and, uh, you know, probably physically I was a little bit, I want to say overweight. I was a little chunky, but I was, I was athletic, yeah. but coordinated, but not the fastest, you know? So mm-hmm. growing up, I really wanted to play football. Football was like my biggest thing. I wanted to be like a tight end. Mm-hmm. And, and but I never got to six four, you know, two fifty. So and that was because you went to the games with your dad growing up, like that. Well, I, we yes, I went to about five games a year, Charger games a year with my dad growing up. Um, mm-hmm. We tailgated the games a little bit, just us two. We buy Subway sandwiches and walk into Qualcomm, you know, nice. and watch the Chargers. They were obviously real bad, but um, but Antonio it was, Gates. Antonio Gates, huge yeah. fan. I was a diehard fan of Antonio Gates. Yeah. I got his jersey and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, love watching him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I played in the Drew Brees Classic. Drew Brees used to be with the Chargers. You probably know that. But right, he used right. to be with the Chargers. Um, I played in the Drew Brees Classic in Pop Warner. Mm-hmm. It was at Qualcomm Stadium on the field. He was like 26 years old at the time. I was like 13, 12 or 13. And I have, wow. a, I have a picture of it. And I actually... He works at a charity event for John Carney back in San Diego, and I got to meet him, and I told him, hey, I played in the Drew Brees Classic. Wow. Like, he, a cool moment. Yeah, he felt really, really old then <laughs> when I told him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I grew up just, you know, I, I uh, love sports, love football, and then high school came around, and um, midway through high school, our team needed a long snapper, and nobody wanted to do it. Nobody volunteered, and mm-hmm. um, I just said, I looked around, no one was raising their hands. I was like, fine, I'll do it. You know, and what then, made you decide to raise your hand in that moment? Well, there was like a real awkward silence, but like it was so weird to explain. It's kind of I don't know if you re- well we do, but we, the the spiritual sense or just this mm. something in, yeah something in the back of my head just like spewed words out of my mouth like fine I'll do it 
Mm. Those are the words I said. Fine, I'll do it. And I, I, after I said it, I go, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's just something just went poof like yeah, that. You know? Yeah, like a calling. It was crazy. I, I didn't even like know I said it, but I said it. You know, mm. it was really weird. But um, And then they're like, all right, you know, go, you know, go over there. And mm. then I got into the camps. I found out through a friend. And um, I didn't even plan on playing college football. That wasn't even like... I didn't even think I was going to play college, you know. Wow. Um, so God, like, opened a lot of doors for me um, and through the camps and just through life, you know. So um, I worked and practiced at it and got a, I had a couple opportunities to go play other places besides UF. Mm-hmm. Um, but Florida was just the best mix of academics and athletics. Mm-hmm. So I took a preferred walk on there, red-shirted. Wasn't there a cool story, like, someone else turned down the role so that you could get it? Yeah, so, so the, my buddy, he, he was went to these camps with me, too. He turned down Florida and Colorado to go to Virginia Tech because his brother was a soccer player at Virginia Tech. So then, like, the next day, that's when I started getting recruited by UF. I wasn't even UF's wow. first or second option, really. I was, like, just another— Probably know, me either. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Cam and football recruiting, it's like, okay, you can't get this guy. Can't You know, you look right. down the list, you mm-hmm. know, who you can get. So mm-hmm. um, I was— dating. Yeah, exactly. That too. Uh, exactly. So it's like, you know, who's available and I was just kind of next available. So uh, I took a preferred walk on mm-hmm. um, and uh, redshirted my first year. I started my second year. Um, my third year, I started the first game, broke my collarbone in the first game of the season, Yikes. was out the rest of the season. And then I started my fourth and fifth year. Wait, how do you break your collarbone? Uh, it, it's it's crazy story. Isn't this so, your uh, mom's worst nightmare? Like she thought you could be a long sapper. So you didn't yeah, she, she, she would tell me, it's like, stop running down the field, you know, <laughs> run out of bounds. Right. It's like, nah, I can't do that. Mom, I got to go down. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so actually our boy, Cody Riggs yeah. um, was in on that play. He ran down the field. He hit the returner at like, Right as the ball was being caught, ball got loose. I mm. was the second one down there. I don't know how. Well, it was really it was fourth quarter, and yeah. at, at Florida they put every oh, the, the starter on defense on punt. Like oh, punt, wow. punt team is like the team. Like we put our dogs on punt. So, right. Um, we had like you know first, second, third round picks on our punt team. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was it was cracking on there. So but, yeah, <laughs> it was cracking. <laughs> yeah. So but I say that because they're playing like eighty plays a game. So right. so fourth quarter comes around, like they're they're tired. So right. that's kind of why I was second one down there. Mm-hmm. Um that, not because I'm better athlete than all these guys, but no, not at all. But I, I would was, just show people that footage, like all these star guys, and you're the one who makes right, it down right, the field. Like right. nothing else well, matters. It's, well, I, when they were watching the play, because I was second one down there, mm-hmm. and then as soon as the ball gets jarred loose, you see everyone else change running speeds. Start, yeah, change speeds, yeah. and the coaches get pissed. Like y'all should be at this speed right now. Right, like anyway, Drew is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I kind of wish they were, because I go down there and I pick up the ball and I get tackled. The guy that was covering. Cody mm-hmm. that got burned yeah. he was trailing the play and so when I got tackled when I picked up the ball my shoulder went into the turf oh. and then went and I heard it go oh. I heard it snap like when you snap asparagus or something or snap a stick yeah I heard it and so I thought oh, I thought my shoulder just got out of socket mm-hmm. and I was like oh they popped back in <laughs> and then I tried to get up and I felt like this sharp burn through my bone i'm oh. like oh it's broken it's, it's broken i can't yeah. even imagine your parents sent their well, son across the country so funny because so funny because um my dad we, my parents were at it, my cousin's uh bar mitzvah mm-hmm. and my game was on and my dad was supposed to be in the service at the present 
and my dad was like in the lobby watching the game and at the bar at the at the bar, <laughs> bar mitzvah at the bar mitzvah because you know how bar mitzvahs go they call up family members to honor family like we'll, oh. all the uncles light a candle right, it's a, a serious candle. thing like you're yeah, not oh, supposed yeah. to be watching the game no not at all and so like they're like well all the uncles please come up to the stage <laughs> my dad is not there my mom is furious oh sick. my mom yeah. is so mad but yeah. my dad like watched the play so like I talked to my mom like after the after the game they took me to get a MRI or whatever or scan or whatever and it's mm-hmm. it, i walked off the field like this i got a standing o though and oh, so hey. we were playing bowling green and we were it was 27 13 final score so it was actually kind of close you yeah know, and so that, you that, saved the day uh kind of kind of but yeah. but it cost me the this, this season but um yeah. but anyways I, did you have surgery or no i didn't require surgery nice. and so which is nice but because i didn't require surgery the ncaa doesn't allow you to get picked up from your house to go get treatment what? Yeah, because that's a rule. Because you, you know how it's a benefit to take a ride or take a meal or something like that? Right. So the, they, the cutoff line is if you don't get surgery on an injury, this is how it was. I don't know if it's any different now. You can't get picked up. So the trainers could not pick me up. So what if you like sprain an ankle or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you got it. And you don't have a break and you don't have to get well, surgery. Well, I had a, I had a fracture. Like a bro- yeah. And they said that it was perfectly lined up like that. So all that, it was just going to heal naturally. It didn't go like this or like that. You know, it just came like that so it was going to heal naturally yeah and it wasn't all the way down but it was like a little fracture like that or whatever but what? it was super painful to, to walk. walk oh yeah. god it was extremely painful to walk so i had to walk every day and that's a different story but it was it was bad but anyways um mm, i don't know shame on shame on NCAA yeah, FLA, like not knock on them also yeah. we want people driving with broken collarbones that's yeah. better than getting a ride i mean yeah. i didn't have a car either you know i'm from san diego going to gainesville i didn't have mm. a car in college so yeah that was that was painful but um we're, we're, I don't know where we're at with that, but you're uh, saying um, you walk in a walk in the, um, training or um, therapy, I think from from your oh yeah, well thing? yes, I was walking to treatment, so mm-hmm. th- that was a I actually got really good grades this semester too because oh. I had a lot of time to study, mm-hmm. got an A in trig, shout out, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right yeah. there it is, there it is, just bringing back memories. I'm thinking about it, uh, but back to the original question, like who I was as a kid, yeah. but I never thought I'd be playing football mm-hmm. beyond high school, really mm-hmm. didn't, so. Um, and then to kind of dive in post-college, um, I'll dive in that real quick. I know we're kind of pressed for time, but, yeah. um, you know, I was I finished my master's program while I was, or sorry, I started my master's while I was still playing football. Mm-hmm. And then once football ended for college, I still had a semester left of school. So I went back to, to Gainesville 2015 fall, finished grad school, but nice. I, my heart was set on, I'm going. I want to try to go for football. I, yeah. I want to try to play. You know, football beyond. What you study? What you study from your master's? Uh, master's in management. MS, okay. MSM program. It's like a business for non-business majors. Nice. Um, so I kind of got schooled up in finance and economics and uh, um, accounting stuff like okay. that. So, okay. Okay. Uh, leadership and uh, systems management, whatever. Nice. Um, so it was good. It was a good program. Okay. Uh, but I just didn't want to go to the working world yet you know yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just had aspirations to go to mm-hmm. play football so um i didn't get picked up my first year i went to rookie minicamp with the jets my first year and then that's experience being at the minicamp like in the locker room and eating at the cafeteria and seeing the facility i was like oh i got i want to you know yeah, yeah i gotta yeah. do this i gotta yeah. do this so uh i just like trained ate slept trained ate slept that's kind of what i did mm-hmm. and then my second year I came out i had actually had a few offers uh rather two other offers besides seattle mm-hmm. and then i signed with seattle and then i can unfold it from there so yeah okay and you said you train eight slept train eight slept mm-hmm. so think about this too for right now from what you know now um 
you know, now you don't train, eat, and sleep, right? You add more into mm-hmm. your diet, yes. essentially your work, your life diet, yes. right? Like, absolutely, oh, yeah, I like that term. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, your mm-hmm. life diet. So for me, when it, it comes to train, eating, and sleeping, I also add the broadcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, media company business, um, and so for you. Um, what, what are some of the diets that you have or some things that you consume in life that help you get through um, this waiting process for the NFL? Right. That's a great, great, great thing you brought up because that's kind of, that was my mode like when I came out of college and then having it, my experience with Seattle and then being out a year and then having my experience in Tampa Bay and then now being out this year right now, um, I've had to, um, you know, kind of find other avenues or other channels to express myself or other things I'm interested in. Because when I first came out, I was like, NFL or bust, just kind of how Ty was saying, you know, and then, you know, I realized, you know, I have a lot more to offer than just snapping a football. Yeah, you got your master's. I mean, yeah, you you went to UF, great alumni base. Right, exactly. So I just, um, my neighbor got me into real estate and I thought, you know, it goes along with my master's degree and what I studied. Um, I'm from the area. I know San Diego really well. Um, I love working with people. I can, I can, I'm really good communicating and, you know, Put, keeping things together in a in a business deal essence in that terms because that's what real estate's really all about is mm-hmm. not letting things fall out of escrow and and all that stuff. So I just thought you know I'll, I'll explore something flexible as well because mm-hmm. if I get a call and, and I'm in the you know I, I can leave. So mm-hmm. um, those all those things kind of made me feel like all right I, you know I can I can do this. So mm-hmm. um, I started my journey with that a few years ago and um, it's it's awesome because then we talked about staying busy right and mm-hmm. so I can nurture relationships and be involved in the community and, you know, be in business, uh, as I choose as flexible as uh, on and off as I need. Um, and it's helped me redefine myself as a person beyond football. And right. I think it's, it's, it's good for our mental being as an athlete that you're, you're more than just who you are on the grass, you know? Right. And yeah, Wendy always says this, go ahead, Wendy, that don't let something define you, right. When it comes to a, a title or anything like that, mm-hmm. you say it better than I do. But. Yeah. I just always think that you can't let outside factors define you. You have to know who you are completely on the inside and be confident mm-hmm. in that because those change. Sometimes they're around, yeah. sometimes they're not, sometimes they're positive. Some, so you just can't let them penetrate who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Who do sure. you think, like compared to Drew before football, when you say you're redefining yourself now, who is that person now compared to who you were before you even started playing? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more aware of things outside of the game, you know, um, I'm, uh, just realize that I have more to offer than just snapping a football, you mm-hmm. know, and as much as I love doing that and much as I want to be a professional athlete, um, you know, I'm kind of managing my life to hopefully, you know, become that. Um, but I'm just like, I can't, I feel like when you go from about 25, you're, uh, you're still like a young kid. And then once you, once I turned 26, I'm 27. Now, once I turned 26, I just felt like a young adult versus mm-hmm. an, like an old kid. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, you're not your parents' insurance anymore. So. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> facts, yeah. facts, facts, so, yeah, yeah. facts. Yeah, yeah. Facts. So uh, you know, I guess I, I definitely evolved as a person over my journey uh, in a positive way. I like who I've become. I'm happy with who I am. The people I've met. Um, Have you gotten fulfillment out of? those things off the field that like you didn't expect maybe to be at this place right now, but have some of the things you've been forced to explore or chosen to explore, you've gotten fulfillment from those as well. Absolutely. I, I'm just as proud of myself closing a deal in real estate. Like I did about a year, uh, over a year ago as I am of getting, getting signed to the NFL because it's so huge. It's huge because I you really, win either way. I win either way, but it's just like, I'm proud of myself because I can, I realize, okay, you can do this, you can do that, you can do, you know, you can do, you're not just limited to just salmon football, like I said, so you have other things you can explore and, and, 
and capitalize on and help people as well and other talents. You know, a lot of athletes, like Ty was saying, they don't really know what they can do besides football because they've been doing football their whole life, you mm-hmm. know. And so being able to discover that is a beautiful thing. And because yeah. um, football, like, it doesn't last forever. Long snappers can last for, what, 15 years? They can. Yeah. Um, but then what? You know, like. Yeah, <laughs> then what? Yeah. Right. I mean, and even so if I play zero years or 15, like, I still, you know, have things off the field uh, that I'm interested in. And, you know, you hear a lot of specialists have hobbies. Like, Justin yeah. Tucker does opera singing, you know, and other guys, yeah. uh other people like to fish and uh, you know are into things off the field that they have time for so it's cool to see that um kind of transpire for guys too it's inspiring and i know you're in the fitness industry as well mm-hmm. um through through some of the specialists that you that you've been with and also mm-hmm. you help young kids snap um you yes. know and for me growing up i'm not sure about uh, many trainers that did that and i saw a picture of you on social media where you had like 15 long snappers with you you know what i mean and like <laughs> yeah. it's like a tra- a full training session and you provide those services mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think that's pretty cool because you can change that the dynamic right where nobody's raising their hands to long snap so people are like hey yeah i want a long snap because yeah. guys like drew they can make it at these big stages you know mm-hmm. what i mean they can nice. be on the tv running down the field in a bucks uniform wow. yeah. you know what i mean so right yeah bro yeah. like you you're changing lives more than you think you realize yeah i didn't realize that when tell you just highlighted it like that i didn't put it together yeah like that, but and i I haven't told you that before either, but I saw it on mm-hmm. social media. Like it was like 15 of you right. guys. Yeah, big you know. group picture we took. Yeah, right. Like, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool now. You know what I mean right. to do like right. A lot, we went from when I was in high school, no one wanted to do it, to now kids are getting scholarships and getting opportunities to play that never would, and um, and it, to be able to help kids do that is, is huge for me because I like to put. My, I was in their shoes before, mm-hmm. so I I always wanted okay to know from somebody that was in college when I was in high school, like what do I need to know in order to be successful at the next level? So I was like that in high school. So I always want to give that value down, pass it down, mm-hmm. pay it forward. Essentially. I want to help these kids achieve what I had to uh, bless with the opportunity to, to achieve. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's definitely something I enjoy doing and, and kind of giving back to the youth. You know? Yeah. Keep it rocking. Keep mm-hmm. it rocking. Well, and I think something that's amazing about your journey is even the moments career-wise that have been disappointing Mm -hmm. have led to you being able to be a part of, like, some of the happiest life moments. I know when the Seahawks, that journey ended, it was your sister's wedding and you were going to miss it otherwise. Yes, I was. And then the AAF, and you got to be home for your niece. True, true. So God works in mysterious ways, you know, and um, I I agree with you. It's like I've had a lot of disappointments, you know, but um, it's uh, it's – more victories. More victories. Right. But there's like, what I'm trying to say is like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the, the good has come out of it and you can't quite see it when it happens, but you kind of realize it kind of looking back, you know. So, um, like when I was in Seattle and I got cut, I was like, th- like, I'm not ever going to be in a better situation than this or I'm, I'm, you know, this was perfect for me. I loved being here. Da-da-da-da. The dream's over. Right. Well, I mean, it just was like, how can it, how could it have gotten any better than this? You know, right. and then I ended up in Tampa. And I'm like, oh my god! Like I love. <laughs> right. I was like, I I would much rather be here than over there. You know, right. and and not to knock them at all. It's just just you my were happy. Exp- here. I was happier here. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, being a Gator and having connections here. So I was just like, wow! Like you know, God is so good in that regard. So, you know, I have to the keeping faith and and staying positive is is a challenge for me honestly i'm going to say it like it's challenge for me at a day-to-day basis you seem like such a positive person so i guess i'm surprised <laughs> to hear that well uh, we'll go ahead yeah no I, I agree i mean yeah. especially right now in the transition period it is tough you mm-hmm. know and if you did have a message for 
for a young long snapper or a mm-hmm. young Drew Ferris? Like, what, what would you tell him? Or, yeah, and I also think I would want to know, like, what is it like to be cut for, and what do you do right after? Because I right. think that's not something people talk about when you get fired or you get cut from a team. Like, what are those exact next steps? Because I don't think people know what to do. That, those are two both great things that I'll highlight on. So for a young Drew, I would say, <laughs> I would say, you know, don't get too low on the lows and don't get too high on the highs because I've had a very up and down athletic career in, in terms of getting signed and getting cut and whatnot. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, stay, stay kind of even keel. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let the negative, don't let the negative experiences kind of like completely derail you, right. you know, cause that's and easy I think to do. Sometimes it's like, not the best people making those decisions, which is why you can't let them define you. They're way right. below you and they're not quality people. And ultimately they're doing it, you a favor. You know, you may not True. be able to see it, but True. it's why you can't take it to heart because it might not be a right. real leader. There, there's a lot of things you can't control, especially in the, in the football business, um, in the industry. So basically staying in your lane, doing everything you can. And then, you know, being able to kind of get back up from a, from a devastating blow, you know? And so like, piggybacking off of what you were talking about what's it like getting cut I mean what do you do when you get cut and that's a great question because you know you get cut you get sent home I mean they I, call you into the office they call- yeah they call you into the office they you know they uh take your iPad or surface and they security card and you meet I met with the coaches and stuff and it, I had great ending uh exit meetings with them you know do you cry <laughs> I, cr- I cried on the plane home. I'll it's, tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and that's some, something, it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. I, I cried on the plane home because um, I was just really sad. Really yeah. sad. I mean, I was when I got cut from Seattle, I was mad. When I got cut from when I got cut from Tampa, I was sad. Yeah, and, and same thing for me. Yeah. I got I got cut on Hard Knocks, so oh. they put mine on national TV. <laughs> yeah, so, you know? yeah. so it was it was. I, I think I was past tears. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was past yeah, tears. Yeah, you know? but and, and, you know what? It's like guys invest a lot of time, energy, and effort in this. This is our lives, you know. So I, you know, however, however anybody re- reacts to getting cut, like I don't knock them at all if they're bursting in tears or they're jumping for joy, whatever the two is. Yeah. I mean, I understand just from uh, being cut myself. It's it's a it's kind of like you just kind of like are stunned you know shock, it's, it's a yeah. shock like the you know or you're just kind of you feel weird you're like oh i'm not wanted here anymore like yeah. you know it's like you uh you it's like out the club yeah you kicked out the club exactly yeah. i was about to say you, you kicked out the club and you're like wait a minute like i thought we were cool yeah <laughs> like i worked hard i paid to get in this right. club yeah, yeah exactly like well can i exactly can i get my cover back like <laughs> yeah, 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 you know but uh no it's just it's 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 weird because when you get home it's like you're you, you used to have a routine when you're on the team and then you get home and you're like what do I do? And so I felt like I remember, you know, driving down the five freeway on it like two thirty in the afternoon, like not knowing where I was going. I mean, like it's just it's 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 a low point. I'll tell you, it's really low. But um, you just kind of have to st- stick with it. I mean, you just gotta kind of pull yourself from the bootstraps. I mean, it's like it's easier said than done. But you just gotta, you know, be tough. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You gotta be mentally tough. Like your bo- like my body as a long snapper, I can stay. I could literally. When I'm 36 years old, I can I'll physically still be able to play in a game as a long snapper. You know, it's not, but mentally, that's where people, all athletes, I feel like a lot of athletes, or at least long snappers, in my opinion, or just specialists, they fall off because they're not mentally sharp. They're not training their brain. They're not training their heart. They're not training, you know, how to stay mentally focused or with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's not a knock to those type of guys, but it's just or whoever is like that. But it's important to. Uh, you know, I do like a meditation, you know, a guided meditation. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do that. I did it earlier today, you know, so to help me stay positive, be in the moment, focus on my breathing, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when you get cut, it's like, you got to figure it out. And when I got, so I got cut from Tampa, I, I get home that night 
and I'm having dinner with my family. And like literally just like five or six hours earlier, I was talking to the coaches, you know, mm-hmm. and leaving. And I'm like, it's, you feel like you're kind of in a dream. And that night my sister told me she was pregnant. The night I got, wow. yeah, I got oh. back. I, yeah, I got, I went to Tampa, flew home to San Diego, had dinner with my family. And I remember texting my sister, uh, you know, when I, as I was boarding the plane, I was like, you know, just act like everything's normal when I get home. Yeah. You know, like, don't feel bad for me. Like, just, yeah, just be cool. Just be cool. Like, don't, you know, don't have because to cry. Because you didn't want it to be worse. And she's well, like, yeah. by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you be cool. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So we're at dinner and she hands me like this, this, uh, scratch off. You know, I know if you ever seen like those things. Yeah. So I, I get this lottery scratch, fake scratcher, and I scratch in it, and it had like match three things, win three thousand dollars, and then at the bottom, I kept scratching, and it was like three baby bottles, and I'm like, oh, we won. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we won three grand. I was like, wow. And then I, and, and it was a yeah, it was a baby bottles, and then she just looked at me, she was, I'm pregnant, and I was like. I want to cry. Oh my god! That and same day. Same day. I, I had such so many mixed emotions. I feel like I couldn't give my true happiness for the situation because right. I li- like was just stunned. You by went through every cut. emotion in one oh day. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, yeah exactly. So. Ended off with the best emotion with that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not right. how you start; it's always how you finish. And you mm-hmm. finished off with the best emotion, like the best thing that probably could have happened to you at that situation. And I was also yeah. going to say, you learn, like, now you're back here in Tampa visiting and you're mm-hmm. getting to see everyone you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes to show that an outside factor doesn't have to control your circumstances and your happiness. True. Sure, you may not be on the team now. We don't know what's coming in the future. Right. But you were able to still come back here and be around all the things that made you happy. You didn't mm-hmm. need the bucks for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Drew, man, thank you. Um, it's not how we start. It's how we finish. And true, true. we had the pen last. So uh, the best news is coming and it's ahead of us now. So, Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah thank you for coming through uh, Energy Captain's podcast here with Drew Ferris and Whitney Holtzman. Thank you guys for having me on. All right, my brother.